Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Eric. Oh, all right. Oh, here we go again. Yes. Chugga news. How you doing? I'm good. I feel great. Yeah. Um, I was thinking on the way over here, like, I should be more concerned and, like, anxious about... That you're, like, leaving your life for a month? Yeah. And that, I mean, just, like... As of this, like, as of recording this, I leave in less than 12 hours. It's bananas. To go overseas for a month. And how much I, are you, in addition to your instrument, like, how much are you packing? Oh, that's another thing. I'm packing way light. I've been reading. No, that's smart. Oh, yeah. I'm packing, no, I'm packing super light. Yeah. I don't have another bag. Um, I'm packing, I was reading this, um, like, travel blogger. His name is Rolf Potts. Mm-hmm. Um, sexy sexy name it's a pretty good name right yeah uh and he's done a bunch of like uh he's written a lot of like travel blogging stuff and he did this one thing that was called the no baggage challenge where he traveled for six months in europe and africa i think with no bags Mm -hmm. and so i was reading about like wow that's uh, amazing i was like reading what he did and stuff and i was like oh yeah i could do this and and i heard an interview with one one time with him where he made this point where somebody was asking him about it and they're like what do you do about this and this and he's like look unless you're like traveling like to the middle of the rainforest like you're gonna people have stores yeah if you like if you need something while you're over there like go get it like you don't have to bring everything with you for a month in one bag like good point if you need so like i was like okay i have this like base case bag that i'm gonna take with me i was like i'll throw like a week's worth of like underwear and socks in there I'm going to be wearing clothes on the plane. You can do laundry there. I do laundry. Exactly. Yeah. Like he was, I was, he was like, that's what he did. He, except he didn't have any bag at all. So what he does is he uses like a travel vest that has like inside pockets and oh, stuff. Oh, smart. And he just like fills up that vest with like a couple changes of underwear, a couple changes of socks, like an extra t-shirt or two, all your travel documents. And he's like doing more like like sort of like like he wrote a book called vagabonding so his and and his stuff is more like if you don't mind being gross mm -hmm. do the following things yeah or just like well he was like somebody i heard an interview with him one time where somebody was asking about that he's like he's like actually doing no baggage was like he was like i've actually been the cleanest i've ever been because you're forced to He's like, you're wearing oh, the same sure. clothes every like two days. He's like, I do laundry like it. every other day. I think that's I a lot really of well. people when they're traveling and it makes sense, you know, they're on vacation mode. So they're like, I'm not yep. doing fucking laundry. Exactly. But yeah. if you have to travel like with what you're doing, yeah. like you're not really on vacation. You're yeah. like working. Yeah. So do fucking laundry. Yeah. I'm just like do laundry every day. And like, if I really am like, I was like, oh, what if I do if it rains? I was like, I'll just go buy an umbrella. Yeah. Like, I don't need to travel with everything I'm going to take with me. Like I do that a lot sometimes. I'm like, but I don't know. What if I'm going to be too hot or too cold? And it's like, buy a fucking sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you really, he was making that point. He's like, you're going to be in civilization. Like, yeah. go buy your, go buy your toothpaste. Like, right. go, like, if you need it, just go buy it. Right. Like, I mean, it, it, that sucks, but it's also like, with all the money I'm saving by not like fucking paying to check a bag, like I could just buy stuff over there if oh I need God, it. Oh God, that's really true, especially international yeah. traveling. Yeah, Ugh. it's rough. Dragging a bag around, would not recommend. Nope. So guys, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. And if you sign up at the $5 a month level, or dare I ask it, higher. What? You can send us questions that we'll answer on Light Trees and News. And Amy had a really, I don't want to say cute because that sounds like I'm demeaning you, <laughs> you uh, Amy, but I thought it was very cute. Oh, I also just want to make a, a quick plug. Like, yeah. You guys should sign up for Patreon because after several years, I had to end my Patreon <gasps> subscription. I don't know if you noticed. No, I didn't. I had to because I was like, I'm quitting yeah. my job and traveling for it's a month okay. and making no money. So I was like, it's okay. Look, I when get I get it. back and I have a job again, I'll be right <laughs> back. I'll be, as soon as I have income. It was honestly ridiculous that you had it for as long as you <laughs> did because we're friends but yeah guys um, honestly i i was like and i i ended all of my patreon subscriptions I was, it wasn't a lot i was probably paying out like 50 dollars a month mm-hmm. to like various places and uh i ended all of them and i was like okay it's not that bad i mean i was like <laughs> mostly just doing it to support my friends and then you posted on twitter about a new episode of the window and i was like no oh, yeah guys so if you haven't if you're not a subscriber over at my patreon i have another podcast called the window and it literally was me standing at my window just talking about people as they walked by honestly it's 
amazing it's genius but thank you but i no longer have a window from which i can do that so i have a new episode of um sorry my neighbor's being so nice he's texting me right now about the the air conditioning uh incident if you guys didn't listen to yesterday's episode oh boy was it exciting but uh so i'm going to post a new episode of the window but like a field report of me walking through the city so yes i'm dying to hear your guys's thoughts about that You'll bet, be able to hear the window podcast for as little as a dollar a month if you sign up amazing. in my Patreon. I would, yeah, I would love to know that. That's a, such a good idea for podcast. I thought about doing that one time about a podcast where I literally just narrated my commute to work because mm-hmm. it's like an hour. I was like, I wonder if I just commuted, like if I just narrated my entire commute to work. And honestly, I think you could get away with it in the city, especially if you were using. Um, like the iPhone, just like headphones with a microphone. Because people I'm, talk to themselves all the time. Yeah, like, I might have to do that. I was definitely getting some looks because I was like talking right in my phone. And I realized too, it's very hard to talk shit about people. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're that close to them. Uh-huh. So I'm working it out. I'll figure it out, guys. But yeah, $5 a month, you get to send questions. $10 a month, you get to do the online hangout with us, which is always super fun. Yep. We just did another one of those. Um, it's so cool whenever I see like new people popping up in the chat. Yeah. Because I have the regulars sure. who I love. But uh, that's always very neat to yeah. see. So Amy has a question. I was just thinking about your tagline, go out and make a little trouble. It might be interesting if you ask your guests occasionally and if you feel appropriate how they've made a little trouble. Ooh. It could even be as minor as something like, I saw Steve King on TV, so I gave him the finger. <laughs> I love that <laughs> she gave an example. Uh, also, she writes, speaking of, I went to see Chuck Grassley at a town hall today and the group of Dems I was uh, with in Visible Iowa sat near the front. He was asked about Kavanaugh and started on his BS about the timing, blah, blah, blah. Then he said, and the Biden rule. And I got to say, it was a speech, not a policy. Then he looked at me and backtracked. It was so fucking awesome. Nice. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, Amy. That's you're a boss. What is the Biden rule? Uh, God, hold on. The Biden rule. I used to know this. Um, so the Biden rule um, was a 1992 speech by then Senator Joe Biden, arguing that if a Supreme Court seat became vacant during the summer. President Bush should wait until after the election to appoint a replacement. Oh, I see. Or else make a moderate acceptable to then Democratic Senate, to the then Democratic Senate. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. So, uh, but as Amy points out, it was a speech, not a policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a great point. And uh, I think that qualifies as making a little trouble, Amy. Yeah. So good job. Eric, how have you made a little trouble? How have I made a little trouble? I don't know. I've. Uh, I mean, and it can be like okay. So this is. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess the closest thing I've done to yeah. like making trouble recently was that my my uh, my like incoming person that was replacing me at work. I like on the last day, like <laughs> I like closed the office door and had like a very like heart to heart with her and basically told her like how to deal with my bosses mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like just like what to expect like in terms of like what they're like as people uh and they're like i mean they're fine dudes i i don't think they. so have you were sort of like here's how to hack the system a little bit yeah i was just like look uh you know basically like this is a small business um you're going to be expected to pull that extra weight um just don't <laughs> just yeah. like don't like just don't forget the fact that you're an employee. Even you're a human you, being. If you're not a manager. Yeah. You're, yeah. And yeah. so it's just like, I, I gave her like You're a not way, a like, slave to capitalism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it was that. It was yeah. just like, just remember that like ultimately this is their business and you're not expected to do their work for them. And if they want, you know, if, if they want this stuff done, they can do it. Um, once you're off work, you're off work. So just let that be. And then, you know, just like, I, I mean, I just sort of like gave her a, a quick like, uh, uh, rundown on, on how to deal with the job and stuff like that. Uh, I think that qualifies as causing a little trouble. I So my causing a little trouble was, and this is happening a lot, and it usually does happen a lot during the summer, 
Please remember that people with tattoos have bodily autonomy mm-hmm. and don't walk up to them and touch them if you are a fan of their tattoos. I don't understand people. It's mostly dudes do this. Sure, a lot. of course. Um, and it's for other reasons beyond just being like fans of art, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, oh, they want to touch ladies. Right. That's, yeah. So I had a guy come up to me on the subway and I had my headphones in and I was looking down at my phone and all I saw was him like reaching towards my arm and I went below ballistic on this guy i went don't fucking touch me and he like jumped back and he was like i was gonna fucking touch you and i was like you absolutely were a so gaslighting (laughs) he was like in the process of like reaching to touch my arm and he was probably just gonna like touch the tattoo but i was like i am a person and you should not touch me and he was just like i just wanted to tell you your tattoos are cool and i was like cool don't touch strangers yeah and he was like shook he like and then he was one of those guys who uh, like dances on the subway. So he's like, I wasn't going to touch you. And then he went over and he like turned on his boombox and he did his whole dance. <laughs> oh my God. It was so awkward. And yeah. like, there were, were like women sitting across from me who like knew what was up and were sort of like, gave me the nod, you know? But then like we had to watch him dance afterwards, <laughs> which was very strange. But I consider that causing a little trouble. Yeah. Anytime you yell at a dude who's just like overwhelmed by male privilege that he like forgets he can't touch people. Yeah. Obviously, this has never happened to me because I'm a man mm-hmm. and I don't have tattoos. But uh, it is funny. I think one of the really like funniest things is when dudes will like you know touch a woman on the arm or something, and she'll be like, "Don't touch me." He's like, "Oh well, you were wearing your headphones," and they're like, "Yeah." Like, oh, how else, how that's, else can I get your attention? That's like, such you bullshit. Don't. It's such bullshit because you know why? I was at uh, where was I? Uh, Fuck, what's that place? Uh, Pret. I was at Pret the other day mm-hmm. getting a salad. No big deal, guys. Ooh. Um, and I had my headphones in mm-hmm. and I was in line and there was another register open, but I couldn't see. Yeah. And the male employee there walked from behind the counter and he walked up to me and he like dipped into my field of vision, mm-hmm. but like went out of his way not to touch me. Yeah. yeah which yeah. I was like so appreciative of because right, right, A, right. he would have scared the shit out of me. Sure. But then like I like made eye contact with him finally and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Uh, and he was like, that's okay. I can help you over here. And I was like, that was such a nice way to yes. get my attention without physically touching me. Right, right. Like it's that easy, dude. Yeah. It's bullshit. And also it's like, uh, you don't need to get her attention. That's you true. were a customer in yeah. line. If you're on the subway and she's wearing headphones, uh, you could just, not talk to her. Also, I don't want to be a B about it, but... Uh, I think you should be a B I'm going to be it. a B about it for a second. Um, I've heard that you like my tattoos a million times. Uh-huh. I'm going to be okay if I don't receive that million and one compliment. Yeah, you know, like, it's very nice. Sure. Okay. Uh, but I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll be okay if I don't hear it, you know? Yeah. I don't need your praise <laughs> to go on with if, my day. It's almost as if uh, women uh, don't... Don't want to be approached what? all the time. What? So it's as if they're wearing headphones because they know. don't want to talk to people. That sounds like dirty feminist talk, and I won't have it on the show. Um, so, guys, let's get to talking about the Oscars because there is a weird an- <laughs> announcement they just made. It's I have. It's conf- because of Black Panther. It is because of Black Panther. Yeah. I have. I have mixed, rev- okay. uh, not reviews. I have mixed feelings. I think it's very dumb. So in case you don't know what we're talking about, the Oscars announced that- I do think it's dumb. They have a new category for the Oscars. And also that the awards are somehow going to be shorter. They're like, they're going to be shorter, but also we have a new category um, for the popular film category. Mm-hmm. And many people pointed out that this is probably because Black Panther is one of the highest grossing films of all time. Mm-hmm. And- but the Academy are a bunch of snobs and don't like to give awards to comic book movies. Yes. So. Or just, yeah, comic book movies, fantasy movies. Fantasy movies, like the Lord, sci-fi. It took, it took how many years for the Lord of the Rings they to waited, finally win? They waited the last movie, until right? the last movie and they gave them nothing other than Best Picture, yeah. which is like, really? Okay, how did they get Best Picture without yeah. 
the director <laughs> without the screenwriter. That's the interesting thing to me about the best picture category is that you can win that and not win like best director. That's, it's like well, that's if, usually they have fucked up. Yeah, it's like how did we get to best picture and they didn't. It's win like if the, else. wait, if this was the best director, then he made the best movie, right? So shouldn't it be the same? <laughs> like, well, there was, I guess you can make the argument with Lord of the Rings. Man, I could go down this rabbit hole forever. But Peter Jackson had multiple directors working on those films at yeah, the same time. Okay. That's, that and some sense. of the most iconic shots were not shot by him. That's a fair point. Like uh, Arwen and Aragorn yeah, like meeting yeah. for the first time by the waterfalls was yeah. not shot by Peter Jackson. That's a fair point. Um, but whatever. I honestly also have... I'm I'm very curious. I mean, curious. I There's no way to know. But I would be very curious to see what would have happened if Heath Ledger had not died. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because people were talking about that performance. I mean, it, it did have legitimate I think Oscar. Def- I think he should have won, but I think that's what pushed the Academy I do think so. This, that's that's my him. thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, as a posthumous award or whatever. And I was like, I really wonder. Yeah. I really wonder what would have happened if he hadn't died. Yeah, but he did deserve it. Yeah. Um. So, and it's also insulting because it's like, you have one of the highest grossing films of all time. Not just an all, for the most part, all black cast, but all um like black crew behind the scenes too in terms of like Mm -hmm. director writer yeah um and to tack on this like popular film category is such an (sighs) insult yeah i do think so here's my conflicting view is that i agree it specifically about black panther i think black panther was an incredible movie it should just be nominated for regular oscars yeah you mean it shouldn't be separate but equal? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, uh, but I I do think, here's my conflicting view, is that I do think that there are times when the best movie is not always the highest grossing movie or even the most popular movie. Mm-hmm. And I do think there are times when the most popular movies are not the best movies. And I do think there is a way to, I do think this can be a way I don't necessarily even think this should have been created, but I do think there should be a way to like my I, the one I would go to is Avatar. Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time. It's a piece of shit movie. Sure, and it's but and nobody remembers it. To me, isn't that what like the like MVAs or VMAs are for? That's a different thing. That's a different program. I'm, so, I'm yeah, saying like yeah, I'm saying like all right. So there's a lot for the of Oscars like Oscars specifically. There's a lot of pop. Uh, pomp and circumstance around the Oscars and it's very pretentious and all of that stuff right and like films that are Oscar bait win and like should they actually have won all of that stuff is valid yeah, yeah. but if we're to believe that the Oscars is the most prestigious film award uh-huh. then what they are saying is every film that's getting awarded tonight is the best yeah so if you're going to get into that shit where it's like it's popular but is it like fine cinema then it's like then that's the VMAs that's yes. what the VMAs are for so I think this is actually like damaging the Academy's brand. I think like, so. Well, and yeah. also Black Panther's a good fucking film. Black Panther is a good film. I, I, I specifically with Black Panther, like I said, I think it's it's a good film and it deserves to be in contention with the others. The same way that I thought Lord of the Rings did. The same way I thought like for instance like I thought the Dark Knight should have been yeah. in there. But I do yeah. but not the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. You know, I just I my personal opinion and this is also I mean I've been accused in my life of being a snob <laughs> uh i don't think they should have created this category because i think they should just double down on what their brand is and say like as the academy we're going to pick the most what we feel feel is the biggest achievement in cinema regardless of box office sales mm. stuff like that you i think where people get i think they should just be what they're gonna be and if they if there's criticisms of them you know they should take it to heart but also like but also like just be what you're what you what you say you're gonna be and if if your whole brand is like we're choosing the highest achievements in cinema then you just have to take your lumps when you don't you know what i mean like you just have to like take your backlash and be like well we just didn't think it was the you know what i mean like yeah i think part of the problem is on the academy side of it and they they have tried to be more diverse. They they invited. Well, yeah, one, one big thing is they need more younger, diverse That's, people so, yeah, in the academy. They've taken like baby steps towards doing yeah. that. They just invited a, a lot more people of color, a lot more uh, younger academy members 
to represent yes. uh, those demographics. I think it's that would still, go a long way to help. At it's some still point. overwhelmingly white right now, yeah. so they still need to do way more in terms of that. But that will help so much too, because it's like, guess who really liked Black Panther? Younger people, also people of color. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the the target audience. So yes. if, if more people are just in the Academy voting for films like this, mm-hmm. then we don't need a new popular film category. It'll be like, well, no, that was a good film that should be I recognized think, like, for its own merits. Yeah, I think like to me, yeah, like I said, I, I ultimately I think this category should not be created at all because to me the idea of the oscars is not it's not to talk about what movie did the best because you know my opinion on art is that just because something's the most popular doesn't mean it was the best sure and and i think yeah i think black panther is just that one of those rare it was both examples yeah it was it it was was a great film and it was very popular and you're right like a lot of nolan films are like that too yeah yeah and I, i think like there's just times where it's going to be a mismatch. Like, you know, I think, you know, the big controversy last year was for The Shape of Water. Like, it's a fine movie. It's fine. It's a fine movie. I'm rolling my eyes. You guys can't yeah, see. Yeah, it's, it's a fine movie. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was the best movie. I don't. But that's twas the other not, thing, too. Twas not. It's the other thing, too, is that, like, I see movies as a film viewer. Mm. I don't know anything about film production. I don't know Cinema? anything about. Yeah. I, I don't know anything Cinema? about, like, the film industry. Yeah. So I think, like. If you're going to say, like, what we're doing is we're taking, you know, this cross-section of filmmakers and asking them about the films of the year, then what you should do is just, yeah, you you're you know, the, the progress you're going to make is going to be in, in being more inclusive in the Academy so that ultimately it would just, ultimately it'll, it should reflect what, the you know what the film industry thinks is the best movies and i i don't know i just feel like that should be what the oscars are and i think there's room for disagreement on that i i just don't you know it's the same like this is my biggest gripe about this is with the grammys because i mean that's i'm more involved in the music world sure and i think the grammys have devolved to a point now where what we do is honor the albums that sold the most and the implicit the implicit logic of that is that if a record sells the most and it's the best record and as a as a musician i don't think that that's true mm. um but i also don't I, but you know for me i've just sort of checked out of like the larger music world and i don't pay attention to that stuff because because yeah, of I that think like, the grammys is like especially ridiculous for that reason yeah. um but i mean the academy is ridiculous or the oscars are ridiculous because like Oftentimes you're just comparing like apples and oranges too. Like I just Googled who the 2018 nominees were. Because mm-hmm. when you said The Shape of Water won, I think I actually like blacked that out of my memory. Yeah. Because I was like, that's, nobody remembers. That's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But like, listen to who they were nominated with. So The Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, right. Dunkirk, mm-hmm. Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. three, bil- three Billboards, Yeah. Get Out, mm-hmm. one of the greatest horror films of all time, Yeah. The Post, Mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name, which yeah. I stand by, is a fucking gorgeous film. Yeah. And Lady Bird. And Lady Bird How the yeah. fuck do you compare the, any of those yeah. to each other? You know, like, you could easily make the argument that several of those should have won Best Picture. Yeah. I think definitely Get Out and Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. I know, like, Dunkirk was beautiful, but, like, like a lot of Nolan films, the, the story was sort of, like, yeah. threadbare, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, visually spectacular. Right, right, right. I don't know how you compare these films. Yeah. I yeah, I mean I don't know. I that, that's sort of the <laughs> the implicit like you, you could say that for I think just about any year. I think there's been very few years where it's like this is definitely the best movie of the I year. I think the only consensus we got out of this was that we all love Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's in two of those films. Uh but like <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like I just feel like I don't know. I, that's I think my big like my biggest problem with it does come from my like just seeing the Grammys and the way like the Grammys have evolved into this like it's it's almost like it's almost like sound scan results you know what I mean it's like whatever record sold the most is going to be the winner and it's like okay well then there's this circular effect where like these these albums sell a bunch of records they get Grammys and then it's like oh well now we we talk about you know what I mean? Like it becomes popular culture that this is the best music because it sold the most. Right. And then it has a circular effect that it sells more records 
and you know what I mean? And then it's just sort of like, you know, I don't know. There's no sort of like artistic quality to it. It's right. just like whatever sells the most is the best. And then what you end up with is kind of appealing to the lowest common denominator to sell more records. And I just don't want to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, I, I largely don't know anybody that takes the Grammy seriously as no, an arbiter no. of like, of like what's good. Yeah. And so I think it, people just watch it cause it's like a fun award show. Yeah, we can yeah, all yeah, yeah. watch and live tweet together. And so you know? I don't know, you know, ultimately, I mean, <laughs> I guess if I'm being honest, my ultimate position is that there should not be awards for art, but mm-hmm. I, if you're going to try, mm-hmm. I don't know what the way to do it is, but I don't think the way to do it is whatever's the most popular is the best. But then if you're going to try to make some sort of subjective measure, I mean, the Academy is a, is a is an interesting way to do it, but you've got to make sure that the Academy is representative of like the 100%. film industry. Yeah, I think that's where the disconnect is and happening right now. I do think it's important too to represent like, you know, the people who watch it too. There was some discussion about that as well, like ways they could modify the Academy. Yeah. Like can viewers be represented as well? Right. That would be interesting. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I think it's pretty clear Eric and I could talk about this for the full hour, <laughs> but we gotta move on. it's that time of the show. We got to do it. We'll get through it together here is your bad news so i think we have a little bit of a theme today yeah in terms of entitled men this is i'm so excited we're talking about this story (laughs) because as we've mentioned on the show several times before i listen to a lot of right-wing yeah, media you're, you're outlets. primed for this. Yeah, and this is my favorite. This is by far my favorite right-wing commentator. So, recently, Mr. Ben Shapiro... Just the best. ...challenged yeah. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to a debate mm-hmm. and offered her campaign $10,000 if she participated. So, then he made it a very big deal that, like, Ocasio-Cortez didn't respond Mm -hmm. to this offer. Mm -hmm. For some reason, she didn't jump at the offer, guys. I don't know why. And then eventually, she did respond, and she said, I don't owe you a response, Mm -hmm. which is the most deliciously dismissive thing she could have said. But it's so fucking true. Why do men, regardless of who the men are, in this case, it's Ben Shapiro, so it's extra hilarious, why do men feel entitled to women's time? I think specifically media commentators, it's, uh, I've been thinking about this. I actually saw Ben Shapiro do this on a show, mm. like challenge her to a debate. And then when she didn't respond, you know, he said something about it. A bunch of people on Twitter said like, oh, she's not responding to his, his call. There for was debate. that, who is that awful woman who was like, uh, I can't imagine why a former bartender from Queens wouldn't want to debate. Oh, what is a her name? Harvard alum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But Hadley, maybe I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, it, yeah, it's stuff like that. And and which, by the way, if you think the bar for intelligence is that you went to Harvard, you clearly have not met many Harvard graduates. No. Because I know a lot of dummies who went to Harvard. Uh, I met a lot of Harvard graduates uh, the other week when I went to uh, a wedding. Yeah. Uh, they're, not, they're not bright. They're not all geniuses? That's <laughs> no. weird. That's um, super weird. No, they're, they're, they were fine. But like, <laughs> they're not any extra. I didn't feel like... Oh, In the presence just, of yeah. genius. Yeah. yeah. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. But like, here... <laughs> I think what happens with, I think in specifically in Ben Shapiro's case and what, what happens with a lot of dudes in media is that they get some sort of popularity or their show gets some sort of traction. And then it's sort of like, oh, I am the, uh, my show is the arbiter of intelligent debate in the modern discourse. Is it? Is it? I think he thinks it is. Oh, yeah. I know he does. That's and that's why he does that. I mean, I like I, I went on Twitter. I, a lot of people have done this, but like I went on Twitter and like I tweeted Ben Shapiro and I was like, you know, I challenged him to a debate. <laughs> it's like he didn't respond. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's the same. Me reaching out to him on Twitter is the same as him on his show reaching out to. Like a, I just Ocasio love that Cortez. every conservative thinks they're William Buckley, who, by the way, backtracked like a motherfucker mm-hmm. later in life, yep. backpedaled as quickly as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you're not William Buckley. Um, no, you're not entitled to anyone's time, and also like. 
is there any way to just scream to the world, I'm an asshole? Yeah. In a more efficient way than challenging someone to a debate. It's like, Jesus fucking I think it's, it's like the modern equivalent of like, <laughs> like slapping somebody with a glove. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, like, oh my God. I just, you know, and, and I, it wouldn't be that big of a story if all he did was just like, uh, you know, because uh, he's like spends a lot of time in his show talking shit about Ocasio-Cortez. Um, and so it wouldn't be that big of a deal if he was just like, you know, come on my show, have a debate or whatever. People do that all the time. It would just be like a non-issue. But just to make it a big deal that she didn't respond yeah. is ultimately like, why is it such a story? Because it's so stupid. Yeah, like, and she doesn't have to respond. It's weird. It's super weird that all of these conservative dudes have a problem with a young, intelligent woman of color. Yeah. Isn't that weird that they've just targeted her and for also, no like, reason? All these fucking guys, like, they're not politicians. Yeah, she, and by the way, she's fucking busy, you yeah. knob. Yeah. Like, like, that's why, like, you're not worth her time. She's busy and also, like, she doesn't owe you... I saw people on Twitter legitimately saying, like, she owes her constituents. Um, her constituents don't give a shit about yeah. Ben fucking Shapiro. Exactly. She was like, First oh. of all, they would be like, who? Yeah. No one knows who the fuck this guy is no. outside of, like, conservative media circles. Yeah. And me. And, Just like, me. us. Like, people <laughs> who, like, regularly consume yeah. and have to talk about the news. We know who Ben Shapiro is because yeah. it's like, oh, it's the weird little guy who's screaming <laughs> for people to debate him again. But, yeah. like, the average voter who she's representing does not give a shit about Ben Shapiro. They're like, hey, I can't afford my rent. Yeah, That's exactly. their concern. Right, right, right. So, like, why isn't she setting aside time to deba- debate him? You're a fucking non-issue. Mm. You are unimportant. And yeah. that's what's driving him insane. All he has is, like, he has an internet show. Um, that's his whole deal. Um, and he, he thinks he's, you know, a great intellect and a great debater. He's not first off. Like I watch his show pretty regularly. Uh, he's not, uh, I could take him in a debate. Uh, but you know, are you just, challenging Ben Shapiro? To I debate? would in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would pay my own way to go beyond his that show. That is the only. I'll only accept that challenge to a debate. Mm-hmm. You challenging Ben Shapiro because I, I feel like I would pay my own. You way wouldn't to be go wasting his, his time, and he wouldn't be wasting your time. You guys just have like <laughs> just about uh, the same amount of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just like. The, but people do this stuff all the time, and it's just it's it's and and the reason she didn't respond, and not the reason she didn't respond, but but you know I think ultimately one of the big reasons she didn't respond is because she knew this was the exact setup. Mm-hmm. It's like challenge someone to a bait. First off, she never talked about him. It wasn't like she said some shit about Ben Shapiro. So on his show, he was like, "Oh well, if you're going to talk shit about me, come on my show and have a debate." It was right. like completely un solicited it was completely out of the out of the blue it was just like he covered a story about her and was like oh i don't like that she should come on my show and have a debate i'll give you ten thousand dollars to come have a debate and then she doesn't respond because she knows the whole there's it's not in good faith the no, whole it's not point. in good faith, and also it's so obviously that she's getting a lot of press attention right now and he's just trying to glom onto her yeah of so it's like and she's also like you know red meat to conservative because she's a again a successful young woman of color very much on the left my f- also uh, he he was just talking about this controversy on his show uh-huh. uh uh on friday and my favorite quote he, he was like i have left this on my show all the time i i had just the other week i had sam harris what <laughs> As long as you hate Muslims yeah. and you're quote unquote on the left, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can come on my show. Yeah. So I also wanted to talk about Space Force. Space Force. Space Force. Uh, because Trump <laughs> breathlessly announced this. Literally, on one of my favorite videos of all time is watching Mike Pence <laughs> in all seriousness stand at a podium very solemnly and like stately and announce the creation of the Space Force. Space Force. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and also Trump tweeted, Space Force all the way! Like, with the exclamation point, which I love. And uh, you can vote on the logos. And I have to say, the logos are I didn't super see the logos. Cute. They're really the cute. Logo. Hold on, let me find them for you. I honestly love all of them. Um, I assume I, one of the logos is just, like, Donald Trump playing with, like, a model spaceship. <laughs> They're, like, super cute. They kind of look retro. Um, oh, those are nice. Yeah, they're cute, right? I like the red circle one, the uh, bottom right. Space Force, that yeah. one, yeah. Um, Whatever says Space Force the biggest is what I want. <laughs> so I support all of the logos. 
Someone wrote into the show. Hold on. I wanted to shout you out. Um, oh, no. Okay. That's the wrong email. Um, yes. So uh, Scott. Scott wrote in. And he said, I think Trump's Space Force is just a new way to shift public funds to defense contractors. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally agree with that, Scott. I think that's 100% true, especially... Um, when you consider we already have an existing Air Force Space Command. Also, just don't discount the fact that Trump is mentally like an 11-year-old. Oh, I'm sure that's how they <laughs> sold it to him. Yeah. Like, even one of the logos says Mars awaits on it. <laughs> that's not what Space Force would do. That's what NASA would do. Uh-huh. And NASA already exists that's and is funded by thing. taxpayers. That's my favorite thing with fucking people like Elon Musk. He's like, we're going to space. Like, we did that. We did that. NASA did it. Uh, <laughs> You're just making things that the government already did. Yeah. So, ob- Space Force would be more like security oriented. I assume. defense oriented. I assume what they think of. You know all the shots in, in Star Wars where you'll see like a planet and then like right outside the planet, there's just like a big gunfight between like. Yeah. X-Wings and TIE Fighters and all that Uh stuff. I assume that's what they think Space Force is. Yes, 100%. It's just like roving bands of spaceships just flying around and shooting Mm -hmm. things as they come close Mm -hmm. to the Earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I, but I agree with you that obviously, especially with this administration, any opportunity they can get to outsource to private Mm -hmm. defense companies, that's what they'll do, you know, like, and it'll be, you know, putting a satellite up into space or something like that, but they'll give it to a private mm-hmm. contra- private defense company. My favorite thing, yeah, it's just so funny to me when these people just do things that we've already done and like, we achieved something. Like, what? Well, yeah, I mean, the greatest, I've, so two of the greatest feats I can think of are creating the internet and putting a man on the moon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Both very impressive. Mm-hmm. Both of those things happen with, U.S. taxpayer dollars. Yeah, it's amazing. We funded that stuff. It's amazing (laughs) what people can do when they're not constrained by um, making money off of it. Mm -hmm. Because as capitalists love to tell us, when you start something new, you have to fail a lot at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's hard to do when you're expected to also make money off of it. Right. Right. And so one of the things that people don't understand is like the reason we were able to go to the moon is because we just we publicly pulled our money together and got a bunch of scientists in the room and said i don't give a shit what you have to do just do it right we just have an objective and we're going to fulfill the objective so that was you, the internet too, yeah you if know? you create something and it fails we don't give a shit just keep doing it right you know what i mean like this this is the point like right. and what's so frustrating is we could do that with everything yeah we, we could. could do that with housing and food and stuff like well, that the, we just this was also a time when people like more so understood that the collective is strong mm-hmm. so if we all contribute yeah society can be better right but now conservatives have been really successful at brainwashing people into believing that the government is stealing your tax dollars yeah yeah and then yeah they like misallocate them and stuff like sure. that i i agree with that but in terms of like together we can be stronger right there's really not a unified feeling of that anymore right you now i also just don't i fundamentally don't understand the point of space force space force um it is i i think is scott's it to protect right us from aliens oh you mean like what they're claiming? what is the objective of what they're claiming uh so why do we need security in space what are we being secured from other people i don't understand yeah so trump says that it will be a sixth co-equal branch of the military okay um but like obviously the directive is super vague well the military protects us from enemies okay that that might be true so and, what and also we have air force space command which is also for that um the actual function of the space force this is from the atlantic isn't nearly as sexy as it named as its name implies. As Vice President Mike Pence outlined in his speech Thursday, announcing a new Pentagon report on the project, the Space Force is not so much about sending battalions of armed astronauts into the atmosphere as it is about satellites and space-based defense systems. Oh my God, this is the dumbest fucking thing. (laughs) The only way I will accept the Space Force, I just thought about this. I just thought about this. Yeah. 
what if they're creating a space force? Mm -hmm. Because Donald Trump got into the documents and found out that aliens do exist, (gasps) and he freaked out. (gasps) Maybe. What if he was just like, you know, going through some classified documents like you do when you're president? If I was president, that's all I would do. Mm -hmm. I would just be regularly going to the Pentagon to read classified documents. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that's all I would do as well. Um, uh, And... So what if he got in some documents, found out aliens exist, and just flipped out? It was like, guys, did you know there are guys? There are aliens. We should we have to, space force. We have to protect ourselves. Yeah, space force. Space force. Uh, yeah. So, is that all I wanted to talk about? Do we have enough time for one more? Nah, yeah. let's call it there. Right. Uh, guys, that was a. Uh, that was like a lot of bad news, but I, I feel like it was fun bad news. It was fun bad Nothing news. Nothing too overly heavy. Yeah. Um, mostly just men being dumb and awful. Yeah. Like when they're not harassing women, they're coming up with Space Wars. <laughs> uh, but now it's time. Let's all celebrate. Here's your good news. So I'm lucky that this is the week <laughs> that I don't have... A ton of good news mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't give you guys overly heavy news, uh, overly heavy, heavy bad news. Yeah. This episode, so I feel like it's okay. I can get it's away. Easier with this. to balance. And then we'll with also some light good news. at the end of this episode just talk about like um, happy stuff that we've experienced lately. Sure. It's gonna be hard for me because my air conditioning was just <laughs> knocked out of my window violently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, listen to yesterday's episode because I'm still processing that because it happened this morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Penny finally came out from hiding. Is she on the bed? Where'd she go? Uh, oh, is she I hiding again? <laughs> she like came out for a little bit. She was feeling brave. Oh, no, she's over by the fridge. Oh, good. She's just sitting and my staring. My little baby. Okay, so once again... My good news is something terrible happening to one of my enemies. That's what I love. So did you hear about, Eric, this Republican, Chris Collins? I heard that he was arrested for insider trading. I don't really know much about what it was. Gotcha. So it is related to an Australian biotechnology company. Okay. Collins, one of the largest shareholders of Innate Immunotherapeutics, and a board member of the biotech firm faces charges of securities fraud. His son and the father of his son's fiance were also indicted and charged with fraud. So they locked up the whole family. Great. Um, on Wednesday night, hours after his arrest, Collins held a press conference denying any wrongdoing. The charges have been levied against me. Uh, the charges that have been levied against me are meritless, and I will mount a vigorous defense in court to clear my name. So what happened was he allegedly passed private information about the company to his son, Cameron Collins. As far as I understand it, he found out the company was about to lose a shit ton of money. Uh So he passed along this uh, information to his son, Cameron Collins, who used the information to make the timely trades and tip off others. So basically he was like, let's get our money the fuck out of this company. Called like friends and family members and were like, pull your money out of this Mm -hmm. company. That's called insider trading. Yes. The reason that's not cool is you are ac- you have access to insider information that the general public doesn't have, so the public can't make the same informed decisions um, and when you're trading. St- well, uh, and and yeah, yeah. The and you're sticking these your other shareholders with a loss, yes, because they're going to lose money, um, and you're basically because you cheated. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. The indictment says the congressman informed his son and Stephen Zarsky, the father of his son's fiance, about the unpublicized trial failure of a drug the company had developed, which would later cause stock prices to plummet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sold their stocks in the company before the public announcement, which caused the company's stock prices to drop by 92%. Wow. Holy Yikes. shit. So, um, yeah. The reason this got a lot of attention was uh, Chris Collins was also a huge fan of Trump. Uh-huh. Uh, he was actually one of Trump's earliest supporters in his presidential bid. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- that would be bad. I mean, this would have been bad even if he wasn't Regardless, a congressman. Yeah, yeah, but it was like extra funny yeah, it's because extra it's funny like, oh, cool. And this was also, Trump's. Also, I uh, have always been of the opinion uh, 
it should absolutely be it should be illegal for you to be involved in business in any way when you are a sitting congressman i fully agree i also think you should not be able to find a job with any kind of company that you were like involved in yeah uh, yeah yeah like course. the re- whole that, revolving door that should be true but it's insane to me that you can even be involved in a business mm-hmm. while you're in congress you should be absolutely forced to give up your entire life they pay you right. enough money to live that there's no reason that anybody needs to be on a board of a business. You should be when you're a congressman. You should you should be forced to give up any sort of job uh, or business that you have, any board memberships, uh, any financial interest whatsoever. You should be totally divested. Um, yeah. Now they would probably argue that would dissuade people from good holding yeah but i agree and also (laughs) like if the issue is money then like i would be fine with paying them a little more yeah i mean the congressmen make a fine living but if it's really like a matter of money yeah break or a make or break type situation if if it is i mean but good like then don't become congressman like yeah if you're like if i mean to me that's like a confession like well i was just in this for like the hustle yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's it really is what it is and and you know it's like Oh, we can't live. It's like they get paid like $120,000 a year. Like that's plenty of money. But they want to make millions with yeah. defense contractors. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, no, you 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 should have absolutely zero financial interest whatsoever when you're a sitting congressman. I agree. I agree. Um, so before we wrap up this episode, is there anything you've seen or overheard or eaten or read recently mm. that has made you happy or that you want to recommend people check out? Uh, I'll recommend quitting your job. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Um, I have some recce recs. Please go right ahead. Okay. I'm trying to remember. So, I did overhear something that was so funny, and I'm trying to remember it now. I well, should have written it down. Think on it. Um, because there's a couple, or there's at least one album out right now Ooh. that I, Nicki Minaj's new album came out, and I'm still like working my way through it. But I wanted to shout out one track in particular. Ooh. So her new album's called Queen, and Barbie Dreams. I mean, it's getting a lot of attention because. People are calling it a diss track. Mm-hmm. Nikki claims it's not a diss track. Like this is the most like Nicki Minaj thing ever where she's like, no, it's not a diss track. I just diss people who I know could take a joke. <laughs> so it was like, she like makes fun of Drake mm-hmm. and like a bunch of other people, but she's like, it's with love and like, right, it's just right. a joke and they know it's a joke, which is like, whatever. But it's also a very funny Nicki Minaj thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh no, you shouldn't take my insults seriously because I'm just playing. Yeah. Um, but the end of Barbie Dreams is nuts. It sounds like a separate track. There was oh, like a pause yeah. and then she just spits fire. And it's wow. like, it just reminded me how good she is. Yeah, she's yeah, been yeah. gone a minute. Yeah. And like Cardi B was on the scene and mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, oh, is Nikki not like the queen right. anymore? And then she came back with this and I was like, oh no, she's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. She's just so good. Yeah. Um, And you know, always with the asterisk next to it where it's like, yeah, I know she can be problematic. Sure. Um, Most But just in terms are. of like her pure ability as a rapper. Yeah. Woo, she's, she's good. Great. She's so good. So that's my Ricky Rick. Oh, um, let's see. <laughs> I have, um, I can't remember if I recommended on the show before, but I've been reading through a book called The Comedians, which is just a history of American comedy. It's very interesting and good. That's, wait, I don't know if I'm thinking of the right one. Is that the one that has all male comedians in it? It doesn't really talk about a ton of specific comedians. It talks about some. Okay, no, I'm thinking of something else. There was um, a, a comedy anthology. Oh yeah, no, this is um, yeah, this is it, it. This is more of like a narrative, like history. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's who's not, it by? Oh God, I can't remember. Oh okay, sorry. Uh, not a very well-known writer okay. that I know of. Uh, but it's just called the comedians. Okay. Um, I mean, it is sort of. Uh, I mean. <laughs> The section that I read so far is male heavy, but it's also like it was the 20s and 30s. And so that was also the industry at the time. Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, just, but it also like, I don't know. It's very, it was very interesting to read. Like it's, it's, it's uh, sectioned off in eras. So like mm. the first section is vaudeville and then the second section is radio. Mm. Um, so like just reading the vaudeville section was very interesting. And that just like, cool. it's interesting, like how, like 
kind of seedy and grimy it was. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, it's just very, very interesting to read about that stuff. Um, That's very cool. I also want to recommend, you're going to hate this. Okay. You're going to absolutely I'm hate so it. You're going to get so mad. I'm so excited. Go ahead. I'm going to recommend Crocs. Oh, God. <laughs> I like didn't say anything because I was uh-huh. like, I'm going to be respectful because you're co-hosting with me. <laughs> Eric rolls in like proudly wearing his Crocs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. They're great. I walked. I feel great. My feet feel great. Well, as long as your feet feel great, it's mm-hmm. fine. I just am visually assaulted by that yes. every single time. I'm trying to minimize it by wearing. I'm wearing like black jeans, and my Crocs are all subtle. black. It's subtle. It is very subtle. I'll you know what you it that. is? I, for a second, I thought you were wearing boots. I saw a guy. There's a. There's a. There's a this is a New York City uh, uh, centric recommendation. There is a uh, a great place. I think you told me you didn't like it or just never went. But there's a Sounds place like in the East Village called Superiority Burger. It's it's pretty good. It's, it's like height. it's not like uh, it's not something to write home about, but it's like pretty good. Yeah. Um, but the the guy who runs it is a was like a former like metal musician who mm-hmm. turned and who became a cook mm. or became a chef. And um, his name is uh, I believe Brooks Headley. Okay. Um, Great name. But I, I I this is so stupid. But I saw him at the place one time when I went. And he was wearing like a, like a kind of like a metal get up, just like black t shirt, black jeans, and he had black clogs on. You're like, and I was I'm like, popping in this I was like, like oh, it works. It totally works. <laughs> so I was like, I can get all black uh, Crocs, and it'll work just fine. I mean, those will probably be great travel shoes. And they're solid. They don't have the holes in them. Yeah. Because they're that I bought them originally uh, when I was working at the oh my hotel. God, I forgot the originals have holes in them. Yes. <gasps> uh, they, Dreadful. Uh, it is dreadful. It also, they do help keep cool. But anyway, uh, but these are like solid. They're meant for like working in a kitchen or working like in hospitality industry. Um, so you can look like professional, but then have like comfortable shoes. So I bought them and then I quit my job and moved to New York, but, Mm. um, but they're actually great. Uh, and they're like solid. They look like classic clogs. They're, they're pretty good. I'll allow it, I guess. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, did you remember the thing you overheard? No, I just remember. Oh God, I cannot remember. Oh I, my God, that happens. But I feel like it happens once a week where I'll be walking, and now especially because I don't have a phone, I'm not listening to stuff, so I'm just like very aware of my surroundings. And I feel like oh, every man. yeah, sorry, go ahead. I just feel like once a week somebody will walk by me and say something. I'll be like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, like that's been happening. I've been trying to walk around the city more without playing music. Yeah, uh, and. I usually listen to music because, like, I don't want to listen to gross dudes saying stuff. Of course. Um, you mean podcast? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate listening to men on podcasts. <laughs> um, but I've just, like, when I feel comfortable and, like, mentally strong enough, God, it's depressing being a woman. <laughs> but, like, when I feel like, oh, I can handle it if, like, uh-huh. somebody said shit to me, um, I have been walking around with that headphones on, and it is a very interesting experience yeah i mean you're just bound to run into some wild cards yeah there and are. like people just having open conversations that are just yeah. insane yeah oh uh this isn't a wreck it's just something that happened the other day and like it was almost funny when i saw it so i saw a woman and she had like four kids and it it's just amazing when you see like a rude woman in real time passing along like her rude genes uh-huh. to her rude children. Like they were all like mini clones of her and they were fucking like <laughs> monsters on the subway and like shoving people out of their way. Yeah. And like the mom was like dragging them, like using her kids as like a battering ram to right, get through right, the subway. Right. And I was just like, holy fucking <laughs> shit. Just like a family of monsters. Yeah. I've there were these two uh I guess they they seemed like they were my age, like early thirties. Uh, I was going to my band's practice space and what they were saying, there was nothing wrong with what they were saying. It was just so opposite of like my life experience where like they were talking about some of their other friends Mm -hmm. and they were like, and one of them was like, they just always want to go to some bar. And the other one was like, oh, that place sucks. Like it's so grimy and dirty. And like, they were just talking about how shitty this bar is. Uh And then like the, the one of them was just like, I just like, want to go to the bougiest place possible. I just want to dance. And I was just like, <laughs> what? Like, I definitely, like, I go back and forth. Like, there are definitely days where I like dive bars. Uh-huh. And then I there are other days where, like, yeah, you want to actually go where they're playing, like, good music. <laughs> um, 
So I get both. And I'm not judgmental like Eric. Uh, I'm very judgmental. <laughs> Although I did have an interesting uh, uh, experience uh, the other week. I went to um, one of Faith's uh, family members' weddings. Oh, that's right. The rich one, right? Mm-hmm. Was it a sick spread? It was... Honestly, an intense wedding. Uh, yeah, it was bet. at like a castle. Oh, God. Uh, or like, a, it was like some, like, it was called, it was literally like the name of the place was like the something something mansion. Oh, <laughs> it was like this huge mansion in the middle of a field. And they had like, they honestly went, they had, I had like a really intense, like very proper, nice wedding. Um, actually had lots of vegetarian friendly food, which Great. was nice. Did um, you wear a little suit? I did. I had to buy a suit wow. and I was like, Faith was like, you have to buy a suit. And I was like, I am leaving the country for a month. Where did you get your suit? At the thrift store. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> God damn it. I can't pay money for a it's suit. fine, I guess. Ugh. I went and got a fine suit. Right. It was okay. Okay. Uh, it was not comfortable. Yep. It was very hard to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made it through. Uh, they actually had like a decent amount of uh, vegetarian friendly food. Um uh, and it was just, it, I, uh, I had a really interesting experience at the reception cause I am, as, as we've mentioned several times on this show and others, uh, a bit of a pill, mm-hmm. uh, very judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, and I typically think wedding bands are just the lowest dregs of society. Sure. Um, but the wedding band was really good. They well, like, they got money. They, they like spend. really crushed it. Yeah. Like, I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of like professional level like wedding bands like really do you know they sound fine, yeah. like, but like most of the time it's just like really boring and really like it's just I mean you're pl- you're only playing cover songs and I you know I've played a wedding one time uh, but it was for like my friend's wedding um, and I've like but I've been I've seen wedding bands before and I was always just like this is really I can't imagine doing this like as a musician like somebody like that like feels like I have some integrity. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I can't imagine doing this. And I was just like sitting there and then the band started playing. I was like, okay, it's another wedding band. But then like halfway through the night, I was like, they're crushing it. Like they're like, they were really good. Yeah. I, I went to a wedding in St. Louis and they had a band uh, that was like local St. Louis, like jazz musicians. Mm-hmm. And they were bananas. I was just like, I could not focus on anything else. I was just like, this band is fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This band was like, uh, it was like a more traditional, like kind of like pop rock band. And they would just play like a lot of like popular pop and rock songs from like the eighties, nineties and, and the two thousands. And it was just like, I was just like, man, they, they, they were like really crushing and they were high energy. They played for like four hours. Like, they they like really killed it. It like really made me like respect them a lot more and respect like those types of musicians a lot more. Where I feel like yeah. no, used to, I would not. Hell yeah, I do think it's a money thing too. Though it's like they have so much money, they could probably just afford. Oh, I I straight up a hundred percent have messaged like three of my close music friends in New York. I'm like, when I get back from Sweden, we're gonna start a wedding band. You a- you actually should. You can make mad bang. I I mean I've met a couple like musicians. Uh uh I asked Jaime if he would do it and he said yes. Yeah. Um but like we were like I'm like gonna put together the plans while I'm in Sweden and then like get back and try to put Absolutely it together. Absolutely do that. Yeah. Also, can I crash weddings? Yes. Great just you'll just come and be like, "This is our uh, this is our tour manager." Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> but only the open bar ones. Yes, of course. Excellent. I think for musicians, it's probably always open bar, Hell even yeah if the it is. even if because you're you're working. Hell yeah, it is. Oh my god, should I just do a the window version of the podcast of me just crashing weddings? That would be great. <laughs> that would that be, be a great insane. podcast. Insane. Yeah. All right, guys, I'll make it happen. <laughs> but you have to sign up at my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Allison Kilkenny. Also, are you supporting Light Trees and News? Go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button. Smash it like three air conditioners on top of each other. Crashing down onto my AC unit and blowing out my window. Do it. Do it now. Shit is a cray. It's cray. Uh, And everybody say bye to Eric. He's going to be gone for a fucking month. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. Let's talk. If you're in Sweden or I'll be in Germany for a couple days too. If you're around, let me know. We can probably hang out. Yeah. Don't be weird though. Like be, be cool. If you're like cool, yeah. If you're like cool, Eric. like tweet me. Let me know you live in Sweden. I'll be. We're playing a lot of places in Sweden, so I'll be around. Yeah, uh, that'll be so fun. Are you gonna like post photos and stuff? 
I think so, yeah. Do like will. a good job of it, though. Don't do like that weird thing where it's going to be like one photo and I'm like, what is this of? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, that's pretty classic me. Yeah. <laughs> do a good job. Yeah. Uh, and guys, hashtag light trees and pod. Did you have any thoughts about anything we talked today? Uh, talked about today? Join the conversation. Mm. And thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 